Greetings, travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Kahi. And we're... The, the Genshin, Genshin Guys. Guys. Welcome all. This podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, formerly known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. We have new episodes every Monday, so if you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to the podcast. So to get us started, Kahi, how are you doing today? Well, I had a wonderful rest, a wonderful sleep. Uh, I was in a good mood this morning until I read Reddit and Twitter, and as always, Genshin community is imploding. So definitely a good topic for discussion today and a lot of things to talk about in a more level-headed fashion. I'm sure we have our own personal takes, which of course may be in the vocal minority or majority or vocal or not, but I'm sure we're going to have a lovely discussion about that today. What about you, Josh? How's it going up there? Uh, everything is going good for me. I played a lot of Genshin this past week. Um, of course, uh, like you say, the community has always so much to talk about. So um, we're going to dive into that a little bit later today. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So let's go ahead and get started then with our topics, which I will introduce right now, which are our week in Genshin. Genshin news, of course. Um, we're going to talk about the dev interview with GameSpot that has been making the rounds online that has been the topic of discussion in a lot of circles of Genshin, of the Genshin community. And uh, we'll give our impressions and we'll give a little bit of a highlight, an overview, and then we'll give our impressions. And then, of course, lastly, we will do our community discussion. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started then with our week in Genshin. Okay, so this week in Genshin, Kahi, what have you been up to? So I have finally finished the Archon Quest as well as a very long, it should have been voiced, <laughs> side quest. I met Jibril and Jet, and I have, I have got to say that is the best side quest I have ever gone through in this game. Um, the story was... It was mature. It was. It didn't care if things happened. It it was able to actually hit more emotionally rather than just seeing something happen and you're just a spectator. You definitely felt like you were part of it. I love just going around and just getting lost in these places because half the map is underground. I love that. Um, but yeah, I got to experience that great side story. I got to explore everything except you know getting clearance for all the other hidden passageways but i also got i also told you this one i got lucky and got candace on my first roll so i get to save up even more for my other characters later on um i still spent more than i wanted to on kokumi a while ago but i'm actually having a lot of fun in this new zone i'm gonna say hands down sumeru is the best expansion to the game but what about you josh anything that you found in the game anything that you found interesting or intriguing or anything on the side that you found yeah for me um so two i want to talk about two things this past week uh one is out of game in real life um i went to the genshin collab cafe like collaboration cafe that they have with sweets paradise in japan right now and they're doing it for the next month and every week they're highlighting a different character's birthday because there's a lot of birthdays. Um, and you, there's like a ton of different themed foods that you can get there. Of course, they're not like super amazing taste-wise all the time, but 
they're very cute and thematic, which is like a lot of collaboration cafes here in Japan. And um, it was Ayaka's birthday, so whenever you bought a certain amount of like merchandise and and uh, things up to a certain dollar amount, you get like free Ayaka birthday card. And so they're gonna be doing that every week for different characters. I'm gonna go again uh, on Kazaha week at the end of the month, uh, which is gonna be really fun. But I got so much cool stuff, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to actually share with everybody um, in my live stream, which I plan to do in a couple weeks. Um, so stay tuned for more information on that. I want to do like a, you know, podcast listener live stream and uh, show you guys some cool exclusive Genshin Japanese, uh, well, Japan exclusive Genshin stuff, as well as, um, you know, play some games and stuff on stream. So, you know, look forward to that. Um, so yeah, so then after the Genshin collab, actually at the Genshin collab, um, I want to talk about in-game now. I rolled and got Sino and Candice. Took me uh, almost to pity for hey, Sino. congrats. Right? Yay. But I only got one, I only got two Candices so far. And I've pretty, I've rolled probably like close to 150 times. So, you know, at least I got one because I know four stars are notoriously hard to get for some people. Like, um, like Hazo was really hard to get for a lot of people. Um, but I'm excited because like Candice at C1 is, is a really, really good unit um, for what I want to do. So, uh, and we'll talk more about that later, but I'm glad that I got them. I also started the Ballads and Brews event, the Of Ballads and Brews event in uh, Mondstadt, which is the Razor-centric event. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it's pretty great so far. Like, I love seeing all the Mondstadt characters just show up, um, especially since it's been so long since we've seen them, like, canonically in the Archon quest. So, you know, that's a really nice event to have going on right now. Gives us a little bit of a, you know, different feel than the the desert or the jungle of Sumeru. Um, I also finished the Archon quests, which are, which is really great. Like I think the story was was really fun, and we will talk more about that next week. Um, after we give some time to people who want to finish or have not finished the Archon quest just yet. Um, I've also been collecting a lot of scarabs and flowers for Sino and Candice, of course. So running around the desert with Tenarion. Because Tanari can see all the resources on the map. Um, he's very, very Oh, I did useful. not know that. Yes, very, very well, Nice useful. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Kole was going to be able to do that, but apparently not. But yeah. it makes sense why Tanari can. Yeah, and, and I didn't know either when I got him. And then I was like, oh, what? I didn't know that. And so I've been using it. And in the desert, it's super easy because it's just a big, flat, open land. And... You can just like, you see it on the map, you just go there and there's the resource, you know, like the scarabs, the, the flowers. So actually, it well, actually is there's enjoyable. There's a lot of underground too. The, oh, the underground part I haven't gotten to yet because I didn't yeah. do that world quest mm-hmm. yet. But um, as far as like just running around the part where there is no underground, like closer to the entrance of the desert, it's pretty easy to find uh, resources while having Tenari because they show up on the map and you can just walk there. There's not, there's not much obstructing you from getting there. Um, and you leave pins though, right? Oh yeah, of course, of course. I leave pins. Uh, I don't like yeah, necessarily so. looking up the interactive map every time I go farming. I just kind of like to casually farm, look for treasure chests at the same time, and clear my map uh, while while looking for resources. But um, did you? I saw this actually. It's so funny. I found this, and then I saw it blow up on Twitter afterwards. Did you find the hidden sky path treasure chest? On the left side yeah, of the map? Yeah, I actually made a Reddit post on it. Oh, yeah. you did? You did. I found okay. it accidentally. Yeah, I yeah, saw it myself. 
Yeah, same, same, same. I found it accidentally, and then I went on Twitter and I found that like it was just showing up on my timeline from multiple people. Like, um, but yeah, it wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't. I actually found learned. It yet, but... I actually learned. Um, Mona and Ayaka, their alt sprint doesn't let them fall off the ledge because they don't have an animation for it. So yeah, they just go up to the edge. I I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very useful for I this probably specific do that situation. <laughs> anyway, for those who don't know what we're talking about. Um, I hope you find it. There is a hidden sky path treasure chest. If you if you want to know where it is, uh, look it up. But I will give you a hint. It is on the left side, the west side of the uh, Sumeru Desert. So um, it is know, near a teleporter. It is near a teleporter. That is a good hint too. So, um, like if you cut the whole desert in half, left side. Okay. All right. So anyway, that was mostly my <laughs> week. So. Uh, you know, lots of stuff. I've been playing so much. Um, I really, really am enjoying Genshin again. Kind of feeling that feeling of exploration and new, new like Kahi, like you said. I, I also, for me personally, this is probably the best expansion to the game so far. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's timing. Maybe it's like because of the way we were feeling about the game for a little bit, like kind of stale about certain things. But um, I'm really enjoying this update a lot. So that concludes our weeks in Genshin. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Genshin news. Okay, so this week in Genshin, what have we got for you? We have Ayaka's birthday was on September 28th. Yay, happy birthday, birthday, Ayaka. Best girl. Yes. Happy birthday, best girl. (laughs) Um... And uh, the Of Ballads and Brews event began. Um, So the Monside event that we were just talking about. Uh, definitely don't forget to do that if you're interested in the lore, if you're interested in Mondstadt, if you are, um, if you want free resources and primo gems and, uh, you know, um, want to try these new sort of new gameplay mechanics. I don't know. So there's some of them are not exactly new. They have that negotiating with NPCs game, mini game. They have, you know, of course they have fighting stuff, mini game, but they have uh, a couple different things. So definitely encourage you to check it out. You have, uh, about two weeks from the time of this recording to go and um to go and do that so and uh, if you really want a cool little lore hint they do hint at the captain of the harbingers so you definitely want to do it if you just want to learn about what's going on with him oh okay i did not get that far but um they also talk about the of course, I think we saw this in the preview, but they talk about Varka a little bit, the head of the Knights of Favonius, the acting grandmaster. I oh, know the grandmaster, not the acting grandmaster, but the grandmaster who is away on an expedition. Um, and Jean is acting grandmaster, so you know she, he's technically Jean's boss, Jean's superior, and he's a very, very important character lore-wise. Um, hopefully, to see him playable one day, but um, we'll see. He's a significant character in Tevat's history, so. We have that of Ballads and Brews event going on. And we have the Canvas of Starlight Memories event, um, along with many, many other short-term uh, second anniversary events. So, um, you know, the Canvas of Starlight Memories event is an event that you get a lot of free Primo Gems for, so I definitely recommend it. But it goes through your history of, of Genshin. So it tells you, like, what your most played character is, like, in domains. It tells you when certain characters joined your party, when you got to certain areas for the first time, like, oh, like, this is the date that you started the game, this is the date that you first went to Inazuma. Um, you know, it, it does, like, a like a highlight reel in, like, a really cute animation drawing 
um, of the characters of like all the characters in the game. So I definitely recommend you to check that out if you're interested in free Primo Gems, but also in uh, just your game history. You know, for us, I've been playing for a long time. It's a very, very interesting thing to see because we don't really see this data anywhere else. Um, I mean, you can see it in the achievements, I guess, but, um, you know, put out visually, it's a very, very nice uh, event for reflecting, I think. So um, along with the Canvas of Starlight Memories event, we have like a bunch of other small second anniversary events that are uh, either web events or like sort of like, you know, check this survey kind of thing or like uh, check log into this check into this like there, there's a couple different things so um i don't want to go over them on here because they they kind of come and go pretty quickly so um they're usually like a week's time for some of them so i would recommend you uh just go check out the hoyo lab app if you don't already have it um or the in-game notification area um should tell you as well now one of the other things that I want to mention in the news today is the Genshin Concert 2022. So that was a very, very awesome concert that was put on by uh, Hoyoverse for Genshin specifically. Um, Hoyo Mix, I believe, is like the, the name of like their like music studio area. But they, they actually, for this event, had a bunch of different, what looks like a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places doing different styles and different renditions of the music in game. So they had like jazz version of the opening. They had a rock. They had like super hardcore rock versions of some songs. They, they did pick songs that were like, like for the rock songs, they picked like Senora's song for one of them, which is like already pretty hardcore, you know, uh, of a music. But I think the original one is more orchestrated and this one was more of like a rock cover. So um, Kahi, did you get a chance to see that concert yet? No, I was enjoying my sleep too much. <laughs> so I like fell asleep like right after we had that other conversation. But uh, there's like a lot that I wanted to get prepared for this particular episode. But that was like that and the the game show was like one of those videos where I thought I don't know if I want to spend that much time because we have the episode we got to record. So I didn't get to watch it yet. I, I might later on today, but mm. not yet. Well, for the concert, I definitely recommend watching or like while you're doing something, kind of like have it on in the background, um, but like have good headphones on because it is really, really, uh, of course, high quality. We know the music in this game is super high quality. So uh, I definitely recommend watching that when you get the chance. Okay, Kahi, moving on to the dev interview discussion. I have read the, uh, the interview in question, um, which is an interview done by GameSpot. Uh, why don't you take us through that real quick? Yeah, so there's a couple of takeaways from this one. Uh, f there's they had like a bunch of questions to say like if they were going to have this or not, and then they had questions that were you know probing for a much deeper answer into like design philosophy and just why what guides their decision making. So I'm going to start off with the most controversial quote from the developers themselves regarding end game because this is the one that everyone is thinking is the end of the game so the quote is from the developers themselves regarding um, adding another thing like the spiral abyss so the quote from the developer says if we design another type of permanent end game that is similar to the spiral abyss it might end up creating excessive anxiety for our players not everyone is interested in Musk Reef. Now, I want to 
basically try to take this with a grain of salt in addition to like my own personal beliefs and reactions to this i don't because the developers are based in china and of course there's a language barrier i don't know if this particular developer is a native english speaker and that was just like their best way to translate it or it was an english speaker and that's exactly the words that they chose but regardless their whole thing about not making another type of spiral abyss for the reason of not wanting to cause excessive anxiety for the players, that particular part is what a lot of people are reacting to. Mm. However, right afterwards, it says not everyone is interested in Musk Reef. I probably agree with that part way more. I also, to some degree, agree with, um, to some extent, I agree with the making another thing similar to Spyro Abyss, creating a, more anxiety for players. I can understand that one. And if I had to like lean towards agree or disagree, I kind of agree. But overall, I don't look forward to doing Spiral Abyss. That is not a thing that I earnestly look forward to building my characters and say, yeah, I'm going to get them ready for Spiral Abyss. I get my characters leveled up because I want them to defeat all the open world mobs and domains a little faster. But... What's your initial reaction to that phrase? Like, what do you, what do you take away from that? Uh, yeah. So for me, um, I also think that like, uh, so for me personally, what I've always wanted is like a spiral abyss. That's co-op. If they make the current spiral abyss co-op, then that that's honestly fine with me. Um, but the, uh, creating excessive anxiety for our players, like, so, you know, I th- I think that them saying that design another permanent endgame that's similar to Spiral Abyss, like, if it, they say similar to Spiral Abyss, if that means, like, combat-based, then, yeah, I think that could be, like, kind of iffy in the sense that, like, a lot, the game, one of the game's most unique selling points is its combat. And so, like, if they don't, like, highlight that, um, then I feel like, yeah, that is, a, that is, like, a missed opportunity on their part. But it also depends because... So here's the thing, like they do a lot of experimenting with combat and uh, mechanics in the events, right? In a lot of the different temporary events. And in those events, they have things like extra effects and um, extra items that like enhance your abilities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's funny because they say that this might end up making, uh, giving our players anxiety when uh, I think that to me personally, I get more anxiety from the limited events that I have to finish before they're done. Like, I went to the first year of the game basically never playing Spiral Abyss. Like, I just, like, didn't even think about it. I kind of just forgot about it, honestly. Um, and like you said, I also build up my, players, my characters to play through the story and the world and explore. Um, but now I'm more interested in, in playing Spiral Abyss just because, like, yeah, I think it's fun to, like, find ways to combine characters and stuff. But I also agree that um that the majority of the player base probably doesn't doesn't play Spiral Abyss. Like I played the game a lot, like since almost day one. And I don't play Spiral Abyss that much. And it's not that I don't like it or that I'm not even particularly interested in it, but I feel like it's always there. So I can go back and do it when I want. Um but yeah, so the thing yeah. about Spiral Abyss, it, the, the way I look at Spiral Abyss, I only look at it as an event that can, not an event, it's just a domain 
that you can complete one time for more Primo gems. Once I complete it, I don't ever touch it again until like the next reset, which is like what two weeks? Five weeks. A little more than two weeks. The domain. Wait, no, the spiral abyss. Oh, spiral is two weeks. Doesn't it give you right, like right, a new two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks? Yeah, yeah. I do it once, and then I never touch it again. It's not something I look forward to. It just it reopens, and I can get more Primo gems. That's all I look at it as. It's here's the thing: the domains. I could probably ask a lot of people and say, hey, how do you feel about farming the same domain over and over and over again for you know, character talent level ups or artifacts? They're probably not going to want to like, they're not going to want to do that all the time. So even the developers themselves, in the next quote, they said, we are also working on designing more interesting gameplay in the future as an open world game Genshin Impact has a natural compatibility with, compatibility with various types of gameplay. I mean, if they can give us other types of activities to give us other kinds of rewards i would rather do that than do the same domain day after day after day just to get you know character talent level ups and even from like the doing the story i got quite a lot of talents uh, uh talent books for akali and candace that was way better than doing a, do- a domain. Yeah, but remember, we're talking about the end game, parts. remember? End game. So, like, once story's done, true, true, once yeah. you have nothing left to do, what's the end game, right? What's the last thing to do? Right. You know, like, to me, when I, my end game is, you know, perfecting my characters just so that they are prepared for anything that is added in the future. Like, there's, they're genuinely adding better open-world NPCs to fight. Even, like, the new domain where you get the Dendro artifacts from, that's those three mobs they freeze you and do superconduct on you and they just hit hard they really almost impervious to stuns most of the time those that's genuinely a challenge it's not like a boss but it does add challenge to a basic domain so it kind of encourages you to get your other teams up to farm artifacts or farm anything else but i regarding spiral abyss personally this is just me personally i don't want to do that at all unless you know it's for prima gems i do it once and i leave i like to do everything else so if they are going to make another type of activity it probably should be a little bit different from spiral abyss because i know people were even seeing like a, a survival type or the oh what was that Hyakunin Ishin? oh yeah Hyakunin Ishin. that other yeah that one was that one was fun too because yeah, you have little I like buffs that. that you can pick because like per that's level. that's another one where like so the, I like that one because it's like groups of two like two 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 and while that doesn't like fit mm-hmm. in with like the general way that the characters are designed all the time, um, it it's fun because it lets you use all your characters. Like I think it lets you use all your characters more quickly, um, than like Spiral Abyss does, for example. Um, yeah, that. Well, that also brings up to the other quote they. They said so. The developer said regarding you know power creep and like updating older characters too. They said if a character is only assessed by a single dimension of numerical strength, power creep could indeed be an issue, which I completely agree with. New battlegrounds, challenge levels, or even new team builds all have potential to bring new life to existing content. When they introduced Dendro, I had no reason to ever use you know Kaching and Lisa before this. Because I had Raiden Shogun, but then once I once Dendro was introduced, I thought, wait a second, I could bring Lisa back into a team. I could bring Kaching back into a team, and they are now in my current teams, so they can introduce other 
things to the game to be more accommodating to those older characters. And of course, every other character is going to get buffed in the same way, I guess. But it gives you reasons to use older characters because there's other things to use them for now. Not just, hey, this character does bigger number. I'm only going to use character that does bigger number. Like, I like using Klee on a team, even though you have her and you don't use her on a team because you don't like your play style. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm getting at. People like using their own toys and their own tools for Spiral Abyss or for Domains or for all these other events. So if they're going to be doing that, instead of doing a direct buff just to make them do bigger number, I'm fine with that too. But people are always going to choose reasons to use an older character just because. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just new refreshing stuff, not just going back and arbitrarily changing something and there's still no reason to use them anyways. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, what I'd be, the only thing I'd be worried about is like if they have characters that start becoming too similar to each other, like Xing Cho and Yelan. Like, they're different, but they have very similar place in a team. And so, like, when you start having to, like, when you would, like, have to start picking the objectively better one um, for optimizing teams and stuff like that, I think that's where a lot of people start getting worried. But, I mean, at the end, in the end of, in the end, it comes down to like what characters do you like, and and the actual nuances and difference in gameplay that they do have. Um, so like, uh, yeah, like you know, like it just depends on kind of what you want as well. Um, with the old characters, um, so yeah, I think people that even if the character, I mean, like for like my, uh, I have I have friends that are a really good example of this, but like they will only level characters they like aesthetically, like. <laughs> They don't even think about like how hardcore they're like they don't hardcore think about their team composition and like their optimization. Like they just play and enjoy it and play as the characters they like. So, you know, if we're talking about character strength in general, then I think that even that is like a uh, like why is power creep an issue if there's no content to use power creep on? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, um. The reason power Which brings creep, them back to the end game thing. Right, exactly. They want something to use all that power for. Right, exactly. And then that and the things that they're thinking about are like limited time events and um different kinds of like but that's the other question, right? Is like it's like, okay, we're working on designing more interesting gameplay. So if that interesting gameplay, like this trading card game that's coming out, if that has nothing to do with your characters that you've been leveling, then what's the point of leveling your characters? That's that's the big question, right? It's like if you're not giving me something to use my my built characters on, like you said, you said I build my characters to prepare for the upcoming story content. But okay, but what happens when story con- you build up your characters and story content doesn't come for five weeks? Just stop playing the game, or you just play the limited time event that you can finish in probably uh, an, an afternoon sitting, and then after that you just have nothing else to do again and you just explore the world. That that's what a lot of people are wondering, um, because you know, especially the people, and and remember, a lot of the the conversation for this game comes from. Uh, content creator-ish people um, who spend a lot of time on this game, like full-time job streaming and making content for this game. And they want more stuff. But I think the other side of this conversation is that the majority of people that play this game are not content creators. The majority of people that play this game do not sit and play this game for eight hours a day. That's why the resin system even exists. It's to like stop people from doing exactly. that. So 
Um, and it's to encourage people to come back long term, right? Like this game is not designed to be like a normal MMO. It's not an MMO. Like it's not meant for you to be there for hours and hours and hours and playing. And there's so much content. Oh my gosh! Like it's not what it's. That's not the goal. And I think that that is something that a lot of people probably need to understand. Um, I I understand that people say like, okay, the people that are talking about this are usually the people that spend a ton of money on this game. So why are they not listening to the people who spend the most money? Well, even though they spend a lot of money on it, to be to be fair, I think they actually make more money from the mass amount of people that play the game that spend a little bit of money than the one person that spends a bunch of money. Like that's the state of Genshin. There are other games where the major like the, the majority of the money comes from like certain individuals that play the game, but in this case, I think Genshin is so big that they are trying to cater to the widest variety of people, which is why they're adding like a card game. Like no one expected that. I think it's so cool. Like I, I really like that. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, I want to use my character for other things, but I think for for two years into this game's life cycle and the amount of changes that they have made, it's like generally positive. Like they added the housing system. They added the cards. They add, they're they're going to add more stuff in the future. And I think they've already shown that they can add more stuff by through some of these events. And so I'm really excited for what they could come out with. But I think a lot of this stuff is a non-issue um, that is just being picked apart by people who play the game way too much. And I think that the game is not necessarily built around those people. You know what I mean? And I think that's where this, this big discussion comes in. And you got to keep in mind, too, like the only people who you see discussing these things are the people who are taking the time out of their day to make a post on Reddit and Twitter. There's a lot of people who just don't even bother doing that because they're fine. Because they're too busy and enjoying the game. They're, <laughs> they're too busy enjoying the game. They're having fun with their friends or they're playing or they're working or doing something else. They have enough time to enjoy the rest of their life. Whereas the people who have no life are looking at this and say, hey, I want you to increase the value of the game and put things I want in the game because I live in this game. Yeah, That's not the people that Hoyoverse is catering to but you know what's funny about that 10 percent are the whales 90 percent are not i mean we don't have those statistics specifically but they're you know well yeah i mean yeah. roughly but like knowing knowing how big the game is it's not too far off to it's not like a far-fetched thought to think that's the state of the game right now um genshin uh hoyaverse recently ran a campaign on genshin for like the two-year anniversary that's like endless hashtag endless journeys and they they asked for a bunch of stories from different players and one of the uh, like one of the stories that was posted, I, I just happened to see this post. I think it was in like a New York subway or something, but it's on the wall in the poster there. And it says like it's from some some player. I don't know from where or what, but it says, um, you know, Genshin is great because I can spend I can spend the day in the game doing whatever I want and not be judged for it. I can go into the game and fight bad guys, fight battles, do domains and, and, and spend time with combat or I can spend another day. Just going down to the shrine in uh, Inazuma and just counting the sakura petals as they fall off the trees, and no one would judge me for it, like because it's how uh, it's how I choose to have fun, you know. Like, there's so many things See, there you go. in the game. That's great. Yeah, like I love that. So many ways you can play the game, and that people can get enjoyment out of it. That these people who are just so like hardcore about their own ideals kind of forget sometimes, like game is really good like you know nitpicking and the things you want is not necessarily you know and then the, the devs not responding to that directly is not necessarily a bad thing for the game 
or even for the players. It's just maybe just for you as 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 a, your opinion, you know. And that's the difficult part that comes in because those the vocal people are the people that cause these discussions to happen, right? Um. To prove. To be honest, like I think a lot of those questions, they were just kind of trying to avoid answering. Like the, the the GameSpot people were like kind of trying to fish for new information that's from like upcoming content, but they're basically like, well, we can't really comment on that, <laughs> so keep doing you know what's there. Like you know, like the resin system. Well, one thing for sure. Stuff. One thing for sure isn't happening is there's not they're not going to increase the resin cap because that's what they implied. That's. Well, they, they that's not for sure no, because they, they didn't imply it, right? Like, I mean, they, you know, implied it, not said it. Okay, well, but um, yeah, maybe they're not going to do anything to resin. Maybe they are, but if they were going to do any kind of other elemental reactions with Geo and Cryo, they said we have no plans for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to expect that because honestly, if they have like a lore reason why, that also works. But if there's just no reason to because geo and leaf don't do anything frozen and leaf don't do anything i'm fine with that too it would have been nice but i'm okay with that answer it's not like a big letdown it, there's already really good reasons to use other elements with dendro anyways so i'm i'm already looking forward to like the next characters whatever they're going to be able to do and how they're going to interact with all the other elements mm-hmm. um, i'm just going to keep looking forward yeah, I mean, it's so interesting that the, uh, like, they, they, they say in the, in the interview that, like, the, when, when they say, is there a chance we see a cap increase for the original resin or quicker regeneration rate to allow players to take on more of these challenges each day? And it says, like, domains, bosses, and ley lines are important means to farm character weapon essential materials and required to claim these as rewards. Meanwhile, we're also providing more options for gamers to obtain character development option uh, items, right? Um, like you, uh, like for example, many character and weapon essential materials can be obtained and redeemed from events that we run periodically. So instead of giving you more resources to farm the game, instead of giving you more resources so that you can do the same thing over and over again, they're trying to provide different ways for you to obtain the same materials, right? So it's clear what Which their I priorities prefer. are. Yeah, it's clear what their priorities are. They want you to enjoy the game and not, not make it a slog, like not make it, you have to push yourself through the same content over and over again just to progress your character like they, they i think they are thinking about the player base in the long run like i i, I get the, the again the people that are complaining about not having enough resin are the people that play the game way too much so so you know i i get that because i play the game a lot too but i'm trying to find ways to keep myself entertained in the game and there's so many things to do and when they add the card thing in, I think that's going to add a whole extra layer. And I think people are going to forget about why they hate it because it's going to be hopefully good. And I think they're, they're going to, you know, I have high hopes for it. So yeah. Oh. Uh, did you want us, did you want to skip Sino and Candace go right to community? Cause we're almost like an hour in because I know you have to leave pretty soon. Yeah, no, I think we can do like a quick, a quick general thing, um, just just talking about it. Okay, okay so like, oh, but here I'll, I'll lead. I'll lead. I'll lead. Cool. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, um, so yeah, just for like final thoughts, like on this like dev interview discussion, um, like Kahi, like what what do you what do you hope 
to see like what or what do you what do you, how do you feel about the devs after reading this interview? It was unclear and clear at the same time, but I kind of I like knowing that their design philosophy is more broad than just cater to every whim of the vocal vocal community. They have a vision for the game. They are sticking to it, which I respect because there's a lot. There's too many developers nowadays that are so afraid of backlash they're so afraid of causing drama or so afraid of like angering a certain part of their community that they just end up making the game specifically for those people and then somehow it just goes off the rail of the original vision for the game hoyoverse wants the game to be like a certain way and they are saying this is what we are trying to do i am okay with what they're trying to do I prefer having more kinds of activities than just capitalizing on the same activity over and over and over again. I could, everyone could use more resin. I'm sure everyone can agree on that. But if they're going to give us other ways to get the materials that you would use the resin on, I prefer that instead. Because I don't want to just keep going into the same domain all the time. Right? Anyone would, anyone would give, get tired of that. If they're saying their focus is giving us newer content, newer activities and new reasons to play other characters not just in increase and make bigger number i'm all for that so the interview i'm fine with and I, but i completely understand why a lot of people aren't but i'm fine with this yeah i i agree like i think that i think that the player base needs to kind of think wider um when it comes to certain, these kind of issues because like you know, just because you want something and there are a lot of other people that voice that they want the same thing doesn't mean that that is what everyone actually wants. Like, just because you're vocal and other people are vocal doesn't mean that those are the only people that exist that are actually answering the surveys, that are actually, like, you know, talking to people that work at at Hoyoverse. And, you know, like, they're, I'm, as a big company, yes, I'm sure they want money. But at the same time, um, they've, they've done a lot to try to improve the gameplay experience. Um, in this past two years that the game has been out, it's much better place. Like they, they did raise the resin cap once, right? Like they did do that. Like I don't know if people forget that. From one twenty to one sixty. Yeah, which is like which is a whole condensed resin, and it, it lets you do the daily mission for the battle pass in one day, in one sitting, instead of having to like come back later. Like you know, they they take feedback and they listen to it. So anybody saying they don't do that needs to remember. Or look up if they weren't playing at the time, that they do listen to feedback and that they do care. Um, now, as far as like uh, solutions, like uh, my personal thought that I had was it would be really cool. Like they they kind of experimented with this before, but if we could get like a create a domain mode that like lets us choose the enemies, their strength when they appear, ley line effects, and then like share them with people with like a custom you know created room code, and make that co op. That's like unlimited game end game content right there. That's like um, you can test builds on the kind of certain kind of enemies that you want to test them against with the certain ley line effects that you want to test them against. Like, you know, I think that that would be a really cool mode that would that would keep the end game and the content creators satisfied for a really long time. Um, they had us. They had they had a mode where we could create our own domain, but it was more of like a puzzle uh, Mario style like platformer running uh, room that you created, but not not combat, but I think that they could do it. Like, what what do you think about that idea, Kahi? I like that idea because you encourage co-op, 
Ikurin's new style of gameplay. You have people who use the meme characters and the other people who do the hyper carries with their characters. I mean, that's, that's fine. It gives people more things to do and play with the community. I think they should invest more into co-op stuff, but same. I mean, for my solution, as far as like materials and farming and end game stuff, I mean, even to solve the problem of people with like skipping stories and everything, if you offered more rewards in the story and quests themselves, people would then take their time to find and do those quests. If you have people who click the skip button, they don't get the reward. But if you read the whole thing, we'll give you an artifact. <laughs> incentive. Okay. Yeah. Now people will read it. It's an incentive. I prefer that than going into the same domain for the entire day, waste all my resin, and then do something else. Yeah. Or even like... Because I want to do the other things. Or even I like want to do the other stuff already. Or even like do like just condensed resin, condensed resin, condensed resin. That's my whole day in Genshin. Bye. Like... You know, I get that it's a mobile game, so you should be able to do that. But I don't want that to be the only thing I do to be able to progress. Right. Right. So, yeah, no, I, agree. I would say put more stuff into open world or the quest themselves. Like after every quest step, you get a, ca- a talent level up material. I would personally prefer like if they put way better like chests, like have an artifact come from a chest that's guaranteed gold. And then people will farm the chest or even like have them refresh every week. Oh, who, who knows? Like in the future, if they go to the like, chest, they find it again. In the future, like they could do a thing where they like you go into like the dark version or the alternate world version of Teva and like the whole map just becomes a brand new map again. You know what I mean? Like different treasure chests in different the places, whole thing's a domain. stronger enemies. You know what I mean? Like it could be like exploring the dark world. Like I feel like that would be. That's probably something they're going to do in the future, to be honest. Isn't like I, I could see them doing it. It's like a Hoyaverse thing. Well, before we continue, one last question. Should there be a cap on world level? If people want a challenge, should there be a cap on world level? Or should it be infinite? So like all the numbers keep going up and the whales can actually have more I, reasons I, to I open world content be, too. I think it's going to be like that. I think, in fact, I think you should want one better, dude. I think they should let you increase world level by one and then get even better rewards. Because well, yeah, but should it be infinite? Can they keep no, yeah, infinite, to infinite. The I think people who have already spent. I think it's fine because the game scales with your level, right? Um, but like, imagine like for quote unquote end game content, you like they release a new area or whatever, and you you scale up your world, one or two world levels, and you get extra rewards. But the game becomes insanely hard. That that can be like appeasement for. <laughs> for the these people like just just bump up Wait, the scale it works though right yeah but no but you can't scale past your current world level you can't do that like you have to level up your because well, the max is eight right now right the max is eight right. so but but as, you as you they just want, add like, one more well as they add content to the game like right now because it takes so long to level up your ar um we we can't see past this right like we can't, we can't, they haven't added anything past this, but I think that as the game gets content added to it, they will, they will increase the world cap, right? If they decide to do that, if they decide that 90 yeah, is the cap, mm-hmm. then that's it. And then that's how it is. But if they decide to bump up the game to level a hundred and, um, you know, everybody gets a world cap increase, then that's one thing. But I feel like you should be able to do like world level eight plus and then world level eight plus plus, And then like everything in the game becomes harder. 
and you can really like test your metal against. Oh, like the world. prestige rank or something. Yeah, like like you know you like a prestige rank. You you've run a content to do so you um you level up your world level and then all the domains become super hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything becomes like a spiral abyss. Like I I feel like that's just one extra way to do. Like you get slightly more resources, right? Imagine like you get um a third artifact or you get like um some or like a second a second artifact for like a normal dungeon or you get this or that i think there's so many creative solutions they could come up with in the future that don't involve creating another spiral abyss so it we'll see right we'll see i'm looking forward to new stuff instead of just the same old stuff again yeah me too okay um so let's let's so let's quickly um talk about our Sino and Candace impressions. Now, generally these two characters are super new and they're they're not like new elements. They're both there's electro and hydro, but I think that they are pretty interesting. They have some unique mechanics about them. Um and you know, like just our, it's still early, so there's still not too much to say in terms of optimization or making them uh you know, like what's the best team uh, for, I mean, for what different teams that you can experiment with. But, like, just general thoughts and impressions. Um, I have Sino and Candice. Kahi, I know you only have Candice. But, um, but let's start with you, Kahi, and the four-star Candice. Um, what do you think about Candice so far? How has your experience been? So, I love Candice because she gives me reasons to use older teammates, older characters. This brings up my point about like, you don't have to directly just buff and make them do bigger number to make them usable again. I haven't used Rosario in a team for a very long time because I have other characters, other Frost characters that, or like cryo characters, they're, they're fine. But when Candace came into the picture, her ability, her burst that allows her to infuse Hydro to pole arms, swords, and claymores means that my Rosaria can freeze on demand and still do way more damage on her basic attacks. Honestly, Rosaria has one of the best uh, basic attacks in the game just because she does the most hits and they hit hard. Um, I have her, I have Rosaria in a team, I have Candice, I have Beidou, and I have Jean. Do you put so, Hydro damage on Rosaria? Yeah. No, because Candice's uh, burst infuses pole arms with Hydro. Right. So but, for I mean, Rosaria, you, I use her For Rosaria's, uh, like, her goblet, do you put Hydro damage goblet? No, I just put basic attack because it infuses that and just makes it hydro. But the fact is, I am getting elemental damage anyways. Got it. And this brings me to the reason why I put Beto on the team. Because she also has their electro aura and gives her a shield. So I do Candace's all, or her burst, I do Beto's burst, and then I switch to Rosaria. And she's causing all kinds of havoc with the superconducts, with the freeze. And she does a really high attack anyways. I'm getting like 10,000 per basic attack. And then I have Jean just because I have to have a healer and she's a sword. So she can still benefit from the, the damage boost and she can swirl. Oh yeah, so that's true. I have a really good team and they're like cosmetically, they look like they're supposed to be in the same team. They're all tall females. They are all like completely badass. We have two counters. That's we the most important count. thing, right? Wife is over meta. Yeah. Aesthetic. It's thematic. Not waifu it over meta, cool. waifu plus meta. Exactly. 
Yeah. It is. I am playing. I am playing the meta game. I am playing my own game within the game, completely ignoring what everyone else wants me to use. Hey, Gene. Gene I, with I told a you this hydro, long time ago. App, a hydro application sounds fun. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Plus, too, like, um, I told you a long time ago, I didn't even level Bennett. Yeah. Because I don't really like Bennett. His aesthetic. Doesn't, his doesn't really aesthetic. fit yeah, with yeah. all the other teams. His, yeah, he just seems like a brat. But still, I have good teams that are now getting more and more use out of Candace being in the picture. Granted, I haven't really tried Candace with, like, other characters just because I kind of found her perfect team. Um, but but I could use change. maybe a ranged character. That could change if they start to bring some other people into the into the picture, like you know the next Archon or maybe some other Dendro characters. Or I don't know. I I like Candace because she's another counter uh, counter unit like Beto and um. Dang, what was her name again? Uh, 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 uh Yunjin. So that's what it. Yunjin, right? I keep thinking Yulan, but no, that's someone else yunjin um i have her on another team with zhao and uh noel but getting back to candace there's one thing i actually noticed about her basic attacks so she has a shield right so when you use her basic attacks and she uses her shield that actually counts as like a blunt attack and when you use swords against a frozen enemy they don't really break they don't really crack but when you use Candace on a frozen enemy, when her shield attack hits, they immediately break, like how you would use it with a claymore. Oh. So she can cause, like, shatter. Interesting. So it's another elemental reaction. Not, not too many people re remember, but if you use a claymore on a frozen enemy, yeah, they, shatter, they actually get shatter damage. damage. It does yeah. physical damage too, right? Right. So she can interact with a lot more. She, she's a hydro-free, superconduct, swirl team. And yeah, aesthetically, she's great. Yeah, I'm really fun. glad I got this character. I don't need another. I could use another one, but I just wanted one. Yeah, well, I'm still saving hopefully, it for hopefully you get one more because that burst lasting three extra seconds is kind of like should be base kit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm good. I want to still save yeah. up. I mean, like you'll 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 you might get it randomly in this you know standard banner going forward or in a different banner, mm -hmm. but, but yeah. Anyway, cool. Yeah, I just I am just in love with Candace's aesthetic design and Sinos for that matter. Like I love the Egyptian aesthetic, um, but yeah, I mean. That sounds great. Like I'm, I'm really just. It's always interesting for me to hear you talk about Rosaria because, like, I don't know that many people that use Rosaria, and I don't use Rosaria that much. So, um, it's cool that you use her. Um, so yeah. So, uh, so, so what about Sino? Like, how's Sino been to you? So Sino is really interesting, and he. So the 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 one thing I think about when I think about Sino is like selfish. Like he he wants to spend so much time, like as much time as possible, on the field doing his burst right which lasts like good i don't know like nine seconds or plus or something and um i was watching some videos online about like how to you know like like some comps that like people are using to try to maximize his damage just just because right and like he has like a really interesting mechanic where he can like do his they, they basically want you to do his elemental skill off cooldown while you're in burst so like every two seconds when this like eye appears on the screen, like if you've done his trial, you know what I'm talking about. But when this eye appears on the screen, you press elemental skill and you do like a, an enhanced version of your skill in burst mode. And uh, it's really cool. And he feels really cool to play as. Definitely helps to have like a shield or something so you can just keep slashing away. But um, 
he he basically just wants to be on the field for a long time. And right now, Dendro plus Electro is very strong, right? Like um, having him be with uh, a Dendro character really helps. But the thing is, like, because he moves around, or if you're fighting an enemy that moves around a lot, um, right now the current Dendro characters we have, <clears throat> they all make like a Dendro field that just stays still. And the problem is that if the enemy gets out of that field, you can't apply Dendro anymore. Um, so until I saw this in a video too, like until that they add a character like Shingcho or someone that provides like Dendro that goes with you as you move, um, his Dendro Electro isn't going to be like that strong. Um, because like it is strong if you're in one area, but if you're if you're moving around the map, uh, it's going to be hard to play against a bunch of different kind of enemies. But overall. Um, you know, I like using him with Candice just because like Candice buffs like, you know, your elemental damage on your normal attacks and most of his attacks are normal attacks. Um, and it's just fun to use Candice and Sino on the same team for me. Um, but I, uh, I really think he's really, I think he's really fun and I'm looking forward to building him. I'm, uh, he's only at level, uh, 70, 70 right now for me, I think, but like he still does pretty decent damage. And uh, I'm looking forward to just building him up because he's very fun to play. And I think that he'd be really fun to play in co-op with someone else who's electric on the other team so that you can get energy back. Because uh, yeah, he basically just does his own thing <laughs> the whole time. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, but we'll see. Like, I mean, um, it's still early, right? So what, do, what would you say is like a good weapon for him if you don't have his five-star polearm? Um, if you don't have his five-star polearm, um, I mean, so like, do you want to know like for free to play? Yeah, like, or? what are you using? Um, so actually, I'm just using uh Jade Primordial Jade Wing Spear, which is five star, <laughs> and um because oh, I, this is Shao's weapon, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. because it increases your attack speed and um you get more damage off of basic attacks, so it's really really strong on him. But um, other people use uh, like, I mean, besides his normal weapon, like the weapon from his uh banner, um, like Black Cliff or Deathmatch, just just ones that give like crit damage or crit rate. You know, he's a, he's a DPS, so he wants to do as much mm, as possible. So yeah. anything crit damage, crit rate is really good on him. Um, what are you using on Candice, by the way? So on Candice, I'm using the prototype Star Glitter, which is something you can craft for free, and. The added bonus is that it matches her aesthetic almost perfectly because, you know, her headdress is kind of like a crescent moon. The prototype star glitter is, you know, black and gold and has like a crescent in it. Kind of looks like a almost almost looks like a scythe, but just the way her when I when I look at my character, when I see like the moon on her head curling one way and then the spear curling the other way, it gives like this asymmetrical look. The same warm colors, you know, black pole, glowing gold mm-hmm. trim. It it matches really well, and its main stat is energy recharge. Yeah, forty five percent at rank five. Yeah, level ninety. Do you, and do you have yeah, the catch? She, you want her to use her burst. I don't have the catch because I just honestly don't like how it looks. Oh, I see. but do you have the catch? My, every other no. Oh. Every other polearm user that I use actively has a better weapon. I see. Catch is pretty good, though. You should probably at least get one of those. Um, but Skyward Spine, I'm using that. Do you have that? Skyward Spine. The five-star. Is that a polearm? Yeah. It's the five-star Skyward 
uh, for pole arms. Oh, Skyward, right, right. No, I don't have that pole oh, Okay. I have pretty much all the other Skyward weapons except that. So I have that one, and it's energy recharge. Very good on her. And also, in my opinion, Magister Aesthetic pretty decently. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. I just realized, like, the type of clay-like, you know, color, blue. Oh, dang, that would be perfect. Yeah, so I, I have that I have that on, on Raiden Shogun. <laughs> so, I mean, you can get it randomly, right? It's, like, good in standard banner, so. Um, yeah, true, but. It is, uh, it is definitely my recommendation. That's what I've been using on her. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, Sino and Candace are still out pretty early. Um, you know, we'll talk more about it as we go on. If you want to see me using them, I'm going to be using them on stream. So, um, you know, I'm leveling them up right now, but very, very fun characters, really cool aesthetic. So, uh, let's move on to our last section of the day, which is, of course, the community discussion. Now, um, like last week, we asked everybody to ask us some questions. So, we're just going to quickly answer some of these. I'm just going to go like down the list here one at a time. So, uh, first is Scarletto, Scarlet, which is, uh, what are your opinions on Sino's banner and the characters? Love you guys. Oh, thanks, Scarlet. Um, so, yeah, actually, I mean, we just talked about our opinions on the characters, specifically um, Sino and Candice, but um, Kuki and Sayu are the other two characters on the banner, and I love both of those characters, both good healers, um, and have, I think Sayu has this, like super interesting playstyle. It's really fun if you mix it with the right stuff. And Kuki, I just love the design so much. What, do, what about you, Kahi? Same. Kuki, I did not realize how valuable Kuki was going to be with Dendro. Yeah. She activates everything. She activates all the open world, uh, all the open world puzzles and mushrooms and everything. She interacts with Dendro over and over and over again, and her aura translates to other characters perfectly. She's the perfect person to cause reactions. Um, I, I told you like my build a long time ago, I actually gave her like a physical damage buff because her skill constantly hits and triggers the pale, pale flame artifacts. Right. So physical Kuki is still viable <laughs> and just, she, she mixes so well with other teams. It's hard not to find a good team with her. Yeah. I use her for like I got everything Kokumi now. And I still put Kuki in it. Yeah. yeah. I have two healers on the team now and it still makes sense <laughs> and I'm doing really good damage. Yeah. Um yeah, Kuki's great. She's a great enabling character if you want to build a team but you're worried about, you know, healing. She she is perfect for that. Yeah, super great. I've been using her with Beto too, like just to have two electro characters and um different DPSs, just trying stuff. But she's fun. I got her C six recently while I was rolling for Sino, so that's like really great to test out her damage with. Um but I mostly use her for heals. Um, so which, let's see, um, oh, so Ron, I, I, A-D, A-D-I, I'll die, says, what do you think are the numbers of the Fatui Harbingers? And so we actually answered this in episode four in Holy Harbingers. So I recommend you check that out because we do a whole discussion on the, uh, Harbingers as they showed up in that cutscene that came out a couple months ago. Um, but I recommend it there. Um, definitely. I want you to check out that episode, so I'm not going to answer that here. Pimzo Balto. Hey, Pimzo. A lot of characters. Pimzo. Hey, Pimzo. Which characters are you guys saving for? Who are your favorite characters? What is your least favorite character? Mine is Chi-Chi. She is C2. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Sam also said, who is your favorite character? One for, like, story and lore, and then one to play with. So, um, what characters, are, uh, characters am I saving for? Um, to be honest, I'm, at this point, I'm probably just saving for Nahida. Um, and I'm not even that excited to 
I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to roll on Nilu to be honest, but um, right now I have all the characters. I would love to keep getting all the characters, but it's going to depend on 50-50 and all this stuff. Um, but I'll hide them as the other character I'm super, super hyped for. Um, what about you, Kahi? So, uh, yep, same thing. I'm going to skip Nilu because I have Candice. I was only going to roll on Nilu's banner because I thought I didn't need Sino at all. And but then I got greedy and I just made one little roll to kind of even out my my wish numbers and I got her on the first pull so I don't have to roll at all anymore. I am saving for Nahida definitely because I already have a team prep for her with the other Archons, and I am definitely going to get Dea because I want oh, someone yes. that matches the Wolfstone the Gravestone. Oh my God, you have that. that that sword, yes, and I actually don't want to keep using d if i need a pyro character because i've been using clee anytime i need pyro stuff mm. i can i have hu Tao, but honestly i just i can't i can't mix her with another team properly i mean i don't know mm. maybe I'll, I'll still keep her on the back burner but dea having a claymore pyro user with that aesthetic yes yes that is my jam okay i definitely am going to be saving for those two and who is your lightning round? Who is your favorite character? Mine is uh, Yoimiya and Shenha. What about you? Right in Shogun. Um, and as far as like other lore reason, probably Zhongli. Nice. And who is your least favorite character? Bennett? No, not Bennett. Um, who was that one girl? Oh, Xinyan. Xinyan? Or Shangling? Yeah. So Shangling was cool, but Xinyan is just because I can't use her. I see. I, I tried to so, find a good like team with her. Just, she's I, she's kind not of that great. Not, not good, unfortunately. Okay, Xinyan's cool. Yeah, her character's like, cool. Oh, yeah. if I had to pick, like, personality-wise, um, probably Goro. Oh, yeah, I get that. He's kind of just there for me. I mean, I'm not, like, super into his, like, whole thing. But anyway, yes, same. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, so from Tiuri, who is the hardest mob slash boss to you guys? Who's the hardest mo- boss, mob or boss to you? Hardest boss, probably level, I mean, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler, but I mean, it's been a while anyways. So, uh, Raiden Shogun V2. Oh yeah, the, from the... Because you have quest. that whole phase where you, yeah, you have to break her electro shield and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what element or physical you use you just chip away at I think, it then she's damageable it's not i don't know if it's like hardest but like my most annoying to fight against is, is azdaha because like i don't like i mean like forcing myself to wait oh, true. on like him and having to yeah. have a shield and then all the time and like kind of like nah. it's like if you don't bring jungle it's not fun you know um what okay dark light seven seven what is your favorite thing in genshin impact like story story quest or something like that um, my favorite thing, story. I I mean, I guess story because I really, really like story. What about you, Kai? Yeah, story. Even even if not too many people like how they tell the story, the fact that there is a story and the lore. I think to be more hyper accurate is like I like the lore of the place. How how like the the dialogue goes. Sometimes it's like I wouldn't use that word, or that seems a little bit too. You know, no one likes Paimon. I don't know why, but she's a funny character. Right. I, I like the lore and the, the world of Genshin, the world of Teyvat, because there's so much stuff in it. It's not just 
there's there's reasons why this whole cave is there there's a reason why these people say this there's a reason why they look like this over here i mean there's there's reasons in the whole in the whole like you know build and craft of the world so you can kind of tell the amount of care that was taken into it okay and uh what about what is for i want venti says what's your favorite city in genshin Sumeru. oh yeah same all right, next is uh, Pichi on Genshin. Uh, do you know who Yao Yao is? Do you know who Yao Yao is? I looked this up. Do you know who that is? Yao, yes. Yao Yao is another character from Liyue. I, is she, I don't know if she's another one of Baizu's helpers or if she was also another Denjo character that they were hinting at. All right, at I got you. Early. Let me, let me, let me, let me read concept art. Ready? Uh, she's Shangling's junior disciple under the martial arts master, like same martial arts master, but she's Ganyu's assistant right now. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. someone's assistant. That's what I yeah. remember. Yeah, and it, there's like um, Beidou, Ganyu, Ningguang, Chichi, and Shangling have an about Yao Yao uh, voiceover. So is she Dendro or Hydro? They we don't know. We don't know that much. We really don't. We don't know that much information. Okay, Just I hope she's hydro. She might be significant and maybe playable. So, um, so yeah. Oh, Yao Yao is like the the. I I think I I think she's Dendro. I think if if it's the character, I think it is, that I saw a long time ago. Um, yeah, Dendro or Hydro, either yeah. one. But I don't think she's Dendro just because we have Nahida coming out. Well, yeah, we'll see. And then um, Java Java says, how would you feel about a character whose kit was geared specifically toward co-op? So I actually answered this question on stream um, from Java, but, um, but yeah, I think it would be really interesting if they, especially if they added more co-op content. Right now, I feel like there's not a lot of co-op content, so I don't know if I would want a character based around co-op when there's not much to do with co-op yet. What about you, Kahi? It would be a little bit too much pressure and would only be viable in co-op, so that if you're not in co-op, you're basically like cutting your power in half yeah so they would have to really tune that or they would have to give like special versions of each abilities but that's probably too much to develop for one character so i mean that'd be cool but i don't think it's viable it is a single player focused game in most aspects so yeah um with co-op but yeah it's focused on one person yeah. at a time all right guys thank you so much for those questions um and uh you know as always thank you for um, responding to our discussion discussion questions. And, um, you know, we want to give you a new question for next week, which is, if we were given a new way to travel around Genshin, uh, in Genshin, specifically, like, with the Sumeru Desert in mind, what would you like to see? So think, like, the boat, right? Like, getting to cross the water, you need the boat. What would you like to see us to get around Teyvat, um a lot easier? I'm sure a lot of you have thought about this. Um, I was thinking maybe like a sand surfer, like kind of like a wind sail surfing boat thing, but on the sand, or maybe like some kind of creature or like some kind of machine. What do you think? We'll talk about it next week. Um, let us know. Okay, so that wraps up the show for today. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you have time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. We have a new episode every Monday. And follow us on Twitter once again at Genshin Guys Pod. Follow me at uh, on Twitter at JSide Gaming uh, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JSide. Um, and Kahi, where can they find you? On uh, Twitter, K uh, A H I Y A O. 
And same thing, Genjin Guys Pod is the best way to contact either of us because we both check it very regularly. Uh, let us know if you have questions on Twitter as well, and we'll probably answer it in that or even save it for the episode. Yes, thank you, and looking forward to hearing from you soon. And as always, Bad Astro Abyssos. Enjoy. Enjoy.